0: Welcome back to The Daily Poem, podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm Sean Johnson, and today is Friday, December 29th, 2023. Today's poem is by the magnificent Richard Wilbur. And because we are nearing the year's end, today I'm going to read a poem by Wilbur entitled, Year's End. I'll read it once. Say a few things and send us out with a second reading. Here is Year's End. Now winter downs the dying of the year, and night is all a settlement of snow. From the soft street the rooms of houses show a gathered light, a shapen atmosphere like frozen over lakes whose ice is thin and still allows some stirring down within. I've known the wind by water banks to shake the late leaves down, which, frozen where they fall, and held in ice as dancers in a spell, fluttered all winter long into a lake. Graved on the dark in gestures of descent, they seemed their own most perfect monument. There was perfection in the death of ferns which laid their fragile cheeks against the stone a million years— Great mammoths, overthrown composedly, have made their long sojourns like palaces of patience in the gray and changeless lands of ice. And at Pompeii, the little dog lay curled and did not rise, but slept the deeper as the ashes rose and found the people incomplete and froze, the random hands, the loose, unready eyes of men expecting yet another son to do the shapely thing they had not done." These sudden ends of time must give us pause. We fray into the future, rarely wrought save in the tapestries of afterthought. More time, more time. Mirages of applause come muffled from a buried radio. The New Year's bells are wrangling with the snow. This is a somber but a lovely poem, which <laughs> is maybe the sort of thing you could say about every Richard Wilbur poem. But worse things have been said about better poems. There's a a nice progression in the imagery, a little bit like falling snow. Uh, the the central image of the poem sort of accumulates, begins with uh, fallen leaves. The winter downs are, rather the winter downs, the dying of the year. Uh, The cold and the snow and the ice is putting an end to the life of another year. Uh, It is cold, it is dark, and leaves fall from trees, frozen where they land. Uh, And tree life, plant life, is really one of the lower forms of life, especially uh, in the classical understanding of the soul. Aristotle said there were three kinds of souls. Uh, one that was, that would to uh, plants, things that had a life in them, but no, no will, no uh, action, except for the passive activities of, sort of growing on the very basic level. Uh, and then, Beasts, animals, who could choose and move about and are alive, uh, certainly. Uh, And then man, who uh, can reason, uh, whose will can wrestle with his appetites, uh, who can imagine and predict and dwell on the past or the future. Which is ultimately where this poem takes us. So first we have plant life, which is ended And then frozen, and uh, Wilbur in the second stanza chooses the word graved, which is such an excellent word because it splits the difference between engraving, uh, the idea of the the object itself frozen or petrified and left as its own most perfect monument. And then, of course, uh, the grave, uh, because everything is dying here. Uh, And then we move on to... Dead animals, great mammoths, uh, been preserved in ice for years and years like palaces of patience. Uh, That's one of the other great things about this poem. So many of the phrases uh, in and of themselves are just lovely palaces of patience. And then finally, uh, we come to Pompeii, Uh, and if you've ever seen images of uh, Pompeii after the eruption of Mount Vesuvius there was it was very much a sudden and rather surprising event that caught uh, most of the inhabitants of Pompeii off guard Uh, and the rapid destruction of the town actually uh, fossilized and preserved the remains of many of the humans uh people (laughs) uh Weirdly, there are contexts in which the word "human" is sort of the least humane choice. Huh? Uh, but so you can you can see them sort of frozen uh, in the places and amidst the activities where they were when when the eruption came, and that is Wilbur's segue into the real fear or anxiety of the end of the year and the coming of the new year. Uh, all of the shapely things we have not done and tell ourselves we will do, we truly intend to do if we could get just one more day to do them. Just like these men expecting yet another son to do the shapely thing they had not done. Shapely thing is another great phrase. Uh, and so we too fear that uh, we are closing the book on a year and leaving uh permanent monuments of our failures and our shortcomings and all of the projects and tasks and endeavors, uh, maybe the uh, self-improvements and transformations, uh, the uh, renewed kindnesses and tendernesses to our friends and neighbors and family members that we just didn't quite pull off. And uh, that moment, the turning of the year, uh, when you look and take stock of all of your failures, uh, there's a temptation to think that that is who you are, uh, that your failures are what are going to be preserved, what are going to endure. Uh, and the poem does seem to end, more or less, on that morose note, though we do get the, the hint and the muffled tones of, uh, through through the the snow that wrangles with it, uh, the the more hopeful bells of the new year—a reminder that the thaw will come, and all of these shapely things uh, can be brought out of the ice and snow, uh, and ready to live again. Uh, should you uh, find the 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 courage and the energy uh, to make another go and maybe a better go than last year. Here's Ears End, one more time. Now winter downs the dying of the year, and night is all a settlement of snow. From the soft street the rooms of houses show a gathered light, a shapen atmosphere like frozen over lakes, whose ice is thin and still allows some stirring down within. I've known the wind by water banks to shake the late leaves down, which, frozen where they fell and held in ice as dancers in a spell, fluttered all winter long into a lake. Graved on the dark in gestures of descent, they seemed their own most perfect monument. There was perfection in the death of ferns which laid their fragile cheeks against the stone a million years. Great mammoths overthrown composedly have made their long sojourns like palaces of patience in the gray and changeless lands of ice. And at Pompeii the little dog lay curled and did not rise, but slept the deeper as the ashes rose and found the people incomplete, and froze the random hands, the loose, unready eyes of men, expecting yet another sun to do the shapely thing they had not done. These sudden ends of time must give us pause. We fray into the future, rarely wrought, save in the tapestries of afterthought, More time, more time. Barrages of applause come muffled from a buried radio. The new year bells are wrangling with the snow. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or support the show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm Sean Johnson. Very happy New Year to you all, and until next time, happy reading.